predictions, especially when it comes to sporting events. Back in the day, I remember boxing. Huge upsets. Foreman over Frazier. Ali over Foreman. Buster Douglas over Tyson. Uh, Tyson, that guy. He was a wrecking machine. Like Rocky was called by his manager. And Tyson fought a lot of tall fighters. Probably by design. He was very comfortable and effective with taller fighters than he was. And he cut them down. He cut them down like redwood trees with an electric saw. He was awesome. But all these fights had predictions attached to them. And they were all upsets. The predicted winner lost. What good is a prediction if it's wrong? Like TV weathermen and weather ladies. They're wrong half the time. Yeah, good old Rocky. They still play that at Philadelphia sporting events. How can that not get you up? Yeah, motivates you. But I'm talking about these weather men and weather ladies half the time wrong, even more. You know, I guess some TV forecast that you see on the television, the telly, you know, it doesn't seem like accuracy matters as as much as how large your breasts might be. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's how you get real job security. You know, some of these TV weather women, it's so obvious what's going on with their profiles and their push-up bras. Eh, I'm just calling it like I see it. Now, what about predictions in the Bible? They're called prophecies. And if one or more of these prophecies in the Bible are wrong then what about the infallibility word of God, the infallible word of God? Well, it just goes right out the window, like bacon smell from a Sunday morning breakfast. There are roughly 300 prophecies about the coming of the Messiah, which would be Jesus, of course. And a total of, I'd say, I don't know, I hear different numbers on this, but I'm thinking 900-ish Prophecies between the Old and New Testament combined on various issues and topics. And all of these validate the Bible as the inspired Word of God. People ask, well, regular guys wrote the Bible. Why should I listen to them? Man, they're not perfect. They make mistakes. But if, if it's the inspired Word of God, it changes everything. And these prophecies lay credence to that. Now, the Bible, it's a book like none other. So I got to thinking, well, what about these prophecies? Uh, Let's not just assume that they exist. Uh, Let's list some of them. Let's just not assume, like Felix of the old odd couple did, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, you don't want that to happen. Did you hear that tongue thing I did? They should have did that in the real episode. That's it. Nice intro theme. Sorry. 
So let's look at some of the irrefutable evidence proving the Bible was written by the hand of God. Now, the prophets get their insight by God mostly through visions and dreams. And if the prophecies don't come to pass and don't come true, then the prophet is a fraud, a fake. The book says, know that even though a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if his oracle, which means prediction, if his oracle is not fulfilled or verified, it is an oracle which the Lord did not speak. In other words, the so-called prophet is a liar. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Or in this case, liar, liar, tunic on fire. I heard a preacher use the word prophet as part of his name once. A couple years ago, I don't know where he was from. He called himself Prophet James or Prophet Jefferson. Uh, Are you kidding me? Isn't that a bit presumptuous? Now, I can see him calling himself Prophet James or Prophet Jefferson if he spells the word prophet, P-R-O-F-I-T, as in money, as in ripping you off for every penny you got. Then call yourself, by all means, Prophet Jefferson. That would fit. So there's many prophecies about when and how the Messiah would be born, how he would live And how he would die. Live and die. What was that song? So proud to live. So proud to die. Dun, 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 dun. And then in the nation, maybe the bored guy will play this song. If I keep going, if if I keep going. Indian Reservation. Great song years ago. All right, I hear silence, so I'm going to continue. I'm not going to pause and wait for that song to come. Who knows what the board guy's thinking back there? It could come next week, for all I know. That's it. They took the whole Cherokee Nation. Cherokee, man. Great name, Cherokee. Name your son that next time. Cherokee. Cherokee, time for dinner. Took away our ways of life. Listen to this build up, man. It builds up slowly. The tomahawk and the bow and knife. Tomahawk. Here it comes. Took away our native tongue. All right, let's say it like you mean it. Come on, come on. Uh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to be stubborn. I don't care how long it goes. Talking about the Apaches. Cherokee. Cherokee people. about live and die Woo! all right hope that got you up in the morning rise and shine let's see some energy let's see some sparks 
out of you getting out of bed. Sparks out of your butt to energize you for the day. <laughs> that was strange. Anyway, so prophecies, they started back in Abraham's time. As God told Abraham, through your offspring, all people on earth will be blessed. God was saying that through your Hebrew bloodline, great things would come, namely Jesus. As Jesus and Joseph were both called the son of David, a descendant of David, and ultimately of Abraham. Uh, the gene- genealogy is spelled out in Matthew's Gospel. The whole thing, it's, it's like one big biological tree. I know nothing of my biological tree. I could have been hatched for all I know. Like Mork on Mork and Mindy. Nanu, 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 nanu. Now God through prophecy is trying to guide us along the way. That's the whole idea. So we can recognize his great plan and his design. The book says, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you this sign. The virgin shall be with child and bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. Which, of course, is Jesus. Hi, this is Gerard from Relic Hunter Firing Line. We'd love to see you in here. We want you to learn how to shoot your gun so you can carry it safely. We have a 12-lane indoor shooting range. We have training classes. We have the largest gun selection in the Lehigh Valley. And our goal is to make you safe so you can carry your gun every day and be safe in your home. We support the Second Amendment, and we also support Robert's show. We're located at 4671 Egypt Road, Copley, PA, 18037, just north on 145. We have training for the beginner or the experienced shooter with all types of classes and experienced trainers on hand that are NRA certified. If you're looking for any sort of hard-to-get firearm, we probably have it. We also have gunsmithing services. And anything else Second Amendment or gun-related you can think of, we consider ourselves a Second Amendment amusement park. We hope to see you at Relic Hunter Firing Line. Hi, this is Robert, and I got to tell you, I love walking into Queen's Nutritional Products. It's so clean and orderly, and you know what? It smells so good in there. Evidently from the roasting nuts, as they have roasting facilities on site as part of their retail and wholesale business. Queen's has such a huge variety of healthy and nutritious products on shelf after shelf, including organic, vegetarian, vegan, and gluten-free products along with things you may not expect, like the many beauty items such as natural soaps, shampoos, and makeup. And because Queens is a loyal family business, they can give you that loyal family business care. For instance, if you want something that you can't seem to find anywhere, Queens will find it, get it, and notify you as soon as possible. All just for you. So that's Queens Nutritional Products in Allentown at 1450 Pennsylvania Avenue, open Monday through Friday, nine to eight, Saturday 9 to 6, and Sunday 11 to 4. Hey, this is Don't Bring Up God. My name is Robert. Do I hear something? What is that, an audience? Don't forget, don'tbringupgod.com. Check out the podcast anytime you want. What was that? What what, what could that have possibly been? You do what? Am I being hijacked? Is this show being hijacked by another station? Show me that you love. And when I'm feeling blue. 
there's just it's one coming. thing that you should do. Just give me some kind of sign, girl. Oh, my baby, to show me that you're mine, girl. Yeah, there you go. Show me a sign. And God gives us signs, prophecies throughout history. All right. I knew there was a connection with that retarded song somehow. What was that? 1940s, 30s, 20s, 1800s? <laughs> hey, there's a no-call zone today again. No phone calls. Hey, it happens. Uh, this is twice now. I don't know how many more times it will. Maybe one more coming up in a couple of weeks. But this time I'm going to blame it on the on the board guy. Yeah, he's a busy guy. He goes all over the world. Sometimes he can't make it when he should. But anyway, regardless, no call zone. We'll get you next week. Just relax. Sit back in your chair and listen. You don't got to be calling all the time. There's a time and place, and evidently this isn't the time and place for it. All right, what was I talking about? Yeah, that uh, Bible verse I said, bear a son and child, and, 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 sh- and you shall call him Emmanuel. Why wasn't Jesus called Emmanuel then? If it says, you shall name him Emmanuel. You ever think about that? And why wasn't he called Emmanuel then? Well, because that name was given to explain his nature and essence, what he represented, because the word Emmanuel means God with us and Messiah. Just like Adam and Eve, actually, she was first called woman and then named Eve. And actually, just like me, I was called Furball and I was named Robert. Yeah, they called me Furball in elementary school and a little bit of high school because I had a big head fuzzy, furry hair. My head looked like a big, round, bristly toilet brush, actually. See, I can poke fun at myself. Well, a little, everybody's got to lighten up. Something like that. Now, Jesus' birth in Bethlehem and his going and coming back from Egypt and being brought up in Nazareth was all forecasted and prophesied in the Bible. You know, just to get one of these predictions right is amazing. Uh, The odds are astronomical, let alone getting thousands of these things correct, these prophecies. Maybe not thousands, like I said, 900 to 1,000, something like that. The odds of them all coming true, all of them, is got to be over a trillion to one. Then the the start of Jesus' ministry was foretold, talking about John the Baptist paving the way for him, In the prophetic books of the Old Testament, it says, A voice cries out, In the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the wasteland a highway for our God. And as we know, John was in the middle of nowhere, in the wilderness, in the desert. And and, and now one prophecy standing on its own may not necessarily mean much, but when you put them all together of the Old Testament especially. And when you look at them, especially in hindsight, it's clear Jesus' life is being mapped out. It just is. Mapped. Remember those paper maps we used to use to drive long distances on vacations? All those little thin red, black, and blue, and white lines. It's very, it was very confusing. I'd set out for the Jersey Beach 
with my family and end up in the backwoods of Kentucky. I'd ask some guy for directions with our bathing suits on, and he would just look at me and everybody. He'd just say, you know, you, you don't belong in these parts, partner, do you now? I was a little scared. So Jesus is definitely the guy. Absolutely the man, the Messiah, the Savior we've all been waiting for. The Bible goes on describing what, it, what is in store for Jesus in, in his life. The book says, He was spurned and avoided by men, a man of suffering, accustomed to infirmity, one of those from whom men hide their faces, spurned, and we held him in no esteem. You see, many people, as we know, hated Jesus' guts. I had nothing good to say about him ever, led by the Pharisees and the scribes. You know, several times, the Pharisees and the scribes, they wanted to stone Jesus and throw him off a cliff. Can you imagine? I could just see them trying to lure Jesus over to the edge of the cliff. Hey, Jesus. Hey, Jay. Come on over here. Come on. Look at over the water. Look at the water all the way down there. Uh, See the dolphins? Oh, they're swimming and jumping so pretty. Come over and look. Uh, Or or come over here. You see the other mountain range over there? That's where Mount Rushmore is. Look, there's the four presidents' heads. You got to see this, Jesus. Come over. And then the Pharisees and scribes would try to make it look like an accident as they throw him over. They would, they would probably make on like they slipped and fell into Jesus and like, whoops, oh, I'm sorry, as he goes down to the, to, to, to the bottom. Help me. I mean, they, they were pathetic in their attempts, those cads. But Jesus was wise to them all the time. Now, he always slipped away before they had a chance uh, so the Bible prophecies um, showed evidence of, of this, of this disrespect uh, that Jesus would get and did get. Uh, actually, right up uh, to the crucifixion, they learned to hate him more and more and more with each passing day. Uh, that's just not right. You know, somebody trying to stab you behind your back when you're not looking. Always somebody out to get you. Kind of remember, reminds me of Trump a little bit. Hey, did you see the, the, uh, that big speech he gave to the country? And at the end, I guess, what's-her-face, Pelosi, she tore up the speech. Now, what is that all about? That's a little out of line. What's she thinking? They're going to make a great commercial about that. Tearing up the speech, tearing up all the things that Trump talked about about the school system, improving the school system, you know, doing all the great things he enumerated, and they could have her tear up the pages each time they explain something good that the president did. Oh, they got to work on that. She thought she was so cute and clever and smart. That thing's going to turn around and backfire on her, tearing up the speech. That's out of line. Hey, Queens, where is this here? Queen's Nutritional Products. Let me just see what... Ah, forget that. Queen's, yes, has a huge variety of health-conscious items. They got CW, Charlotte's Web Hemp products available. Also, they got things available for babies. Many things for their sensitive skin. 
along with safe, great-tasting remedies for cold and flu. They got healthy products, including wheat and gluten-free products, raw foods and vegan vegetarian goods, and of course, gift certificates are always available. Queens has women, men, children, and pet supplies and supplements, I should say, low-carb foods, organic beauty products, and bulk herbs, grains, nuts, and fruits. And don't forget about their natural makeup and weight-managing products, all at Queens Nutritional Products, located on Pennsylvania Avenue on the borderline of Allentown and Bethlehem. Open seven days a week. Their phone number is 610-691-6644. And remember that senior citizens get 10% off. And as a side note, you're listening to Don't Bring Up God. We're here every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 on WAEB. Don't forget, don'tbringupgod.com, where you got the podcast right there. You can listen to any of the shows for free. There's probably 50 or 60 of them up there. It's a beautiful thing. Relic Hunter Firing Line is a business so much bigger than their 12-lane range and the rifles and handguns that they sell. They help protect you and me by defending our First and Second Amendment rights, by the many things they do and represent. I am proud to be associated with Gerard and Relic Hunter Firing Line, located in North Whitehall off of MacArthur Road, Route 145. Their staff is well-trained, eager to help and assist you in any way they can. They open up at 10, seven days a week. Relic Hunter has a number of yearly memberships to choose from, a gigantic selection of firearms to rent and purchase, training and classes, and gift certificates. Check them out at relichunter.com and Facebook at Relic Hunter Firing Line, or give them a call at 610-440-1911. And remember, Relic Hunter sells and buys new and used firearms, whether single piece or collections. All at Relic Hunter Firing Line. Now we're talking about prophecies and the importance of it. Prophecies that help us out along the way. Give us a heads up on what's coming down the pike. And in the Bible, there's prophecies that are still unfulfilled, which will be when Jesus comes back the second time. In Isaiah, before Jesus was born, it says... But he was pierced for our offenses, crushed for our sins. Upon him was the chastisement that makes us whole. By his stripes we were healed. Talking about how Jesus would be whipped and how nails would go through his hands and feet. Not to mention that spear thrust in his side with all those fluids and things pouring out. Ah, that's nasty. Ah, but some people say... Uh, that's not the case. That's not the accurate description of this prophecy. They come up with bogus explanations, claiming, no, it wasn't Jesus that they were prophesizing about, or, or it doesn't really mean this, or it doesn't really mean that. Like the stripes, for instance, they would say, oh, oh, I don't know, that, that's not Jesus. That could be, that could be a guy, some, some guy in Africa. You know, there's a lot of zebras over there talking about stripes. Or maybe they meant somebody working at a hospital. Maybe it was a doctor because, you know, of course, a lot of candy stripers in there in hospitals. Yeah, it could be. You know, they wear those pink and white striped dresses. Ah, it's ridiculous. 
They go on and on and on. There's always a counterfeit argument or explanation. You listen to CNN and Fox. They talk about the same topic or issue, but they have total 180 degrees differences on their explanations and assessment of of that event. Totally opposite. Now, you got to figure out who's lying. And sometimes you don't know unless you're there. Yeah, you don't know who to believe. Me, personally, I, I believe the people on Fox, I find them more intelligent and responsible and trustworthy. So if, if they come up with something that I've never heard about, and CNN is saying the direct opposite, I'm going to tend to agree with the Fox people because I've decided to trust them. Just like God and Jesus on a bigger scale, they, God says a lot of things in that book. And, you know, and I wasn't there in the beginning of time. I don't know exactly what went on and what didn't go on. So I have no choice to decide. What am I going to believe? Who am I going to believe? And once you believe God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, once you believe and understand the story of Jesus and decide, you know what? That guy's a nice guy. He's nothing but helpful. I don't see him as deceitful. Once you do that, you trust him. And whatever he says, you trust. You know, Jesus, he was either the Messiah or some raving lunatic, you know, with the things he said. Seriously. So which side of the argument are you going to be on? Look at the evidence. The evidence supports what? That he's the Messiah, somebody here to help us saying unusual things that are right in the end? Or was he a lunatic just foaming at the mouth? Like like the Pharisees and the scribes pretend that he was. Hey, you decide to trust somebody, that's it. You trust what comes out of their mouth. And Jesus never lied. He had no reason to lie. He had no ulterior motive there. Like the board guy. I don't know why I said that. It just came up. Like the board guy. You know, you trust the board you trust your board guy. If you had a board guy at home in your living room over the years and you decide he's a good guy and I'm gonna trust him, then you have no reason to doubt him on what he may say, even though it's controversial. You 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 know what I mean. I mean, maybe you don't happen to have a board guy at home. Maybe maybe I can rent rent them out to people. Yeah, maybe I could start a new business, rent a board guy, like rent a wreck, like uh like those cars and stuff. Rent a board guy. You can keep them for an hour, hour, two hours. I could charge. What would be fair? Maybe eighty bucks an hour for the board guy. You'd like that. You'd like to meet the board guy and hang out with the board guy. I know I wouldn't. I mean, would or one of them. All right, that's enough about that. So looking at prophecy and reading the Bible and understanding it and studying it, you, you, your mind begins to change. It really does. Uh, I was asked, Did you, do you read the Bible? I said, yeah, I read the Bible. But then he said, do you study it? Do you study it? It's one thing just reading through willy-nilly, reading through very haphazardly. But if you study Every paragraph and sentence and word, if you have the time to do that, you get a different perspective on things, big time. You just do. And it's all for the better. 
So reading about prophecy, any reasonable person reading about all these, uh, the predictions and so forth, will come to one conclusion, that Jesus, or Yeshua, is the man the Jews were waiting for, the world's Messiah, the Savior, the person to save us, help us in this life when we get hit with a brick wall or we run into a brick wall and we need help. Jesus is the man. That's why they call him the Savior. He saves us now and forever. The man who would show us all how to live, a pattern of behavior which is contrary to our human nature. You know that, right? What Jesus said and talked about, it's against the grain. You know, we we would never figure out for ourselves this stuff on our own. No. Uh, Jesus' ways and God's ways are way beyond us. That's why we had to be told about these things, for things to be spelled out to us in black and white. Black and white, like the TVs years ago. Hey, do you realize that whales, dolphins, and many fish, uh, they're, they're colorblind. They all see in black and white. That's it. I guess that's why rainbows are above water in the sky. Otherwise, they'd go unappreciated. And, and why are there colorful fishing lures out there? Very expes- expensive lures, I may add. Very colorful. What good is it if the, if the fish are, are colorblind and see only in black and white? That's like talking Swahili to a Mexican. It doesn't make sense. So Jesus gives us the necessary help we need. Help we could never figure out on our own. Uh, We just don't have access to it. We can't do it by ourselves. That's why Jesus is called our Savior. We aren't equipped to save ourselves, let alone others. That's for sure. We need Jesus to give us the answers to the questions that are on the test. And we, we don't even know the right questions to ask, and let alone knowing the answers. So let's continue to believe, have faith, and trust in Jesus Christ and that Bible. Here's more prophecies detailing Jesus' life, written well before he was even born. See, your king shall come to you, a just savior is he, meek and riding on an ass. Now, how did they know he was going to go into Jerusalem riding on a donkey? How did they know that? That's amazing. And, and they use the word ass. You know, and since they use that, I don't know why it's considered a bad word, or maybe it isn't anymore. I don't know. It should be okay. Unlike the word S-H blank T, where you say bull, you know, uh, instead of that, you could use one of the words in the Bible. They, they talk about it being dung, D-U-N-G, dung. So instead of bull, you know, you could say bull dung. That's what I'm thinking. Now, in the Old Testament, you got Daniel, prophet, said Jesus would arrive on the scene after the resurrection of the temple, not the resurrection, the restoration of the temple and before its second destruction, which he did. I mean, Daniel in there, he talks about 490 years, a 490-year time period period that included so many 
pertinent, significant events. Very interesting. I think it's Daniel 8 or 9, something like that. Yeah, a special 490 years of prophecy that that came to pass. Daniel, he also precisely predicted when Jesus would die. Uh, that's, that's just incredible. Again, I, to me, it's amazing and incredible that people can talk about the future so so before it, it happens. I mean, that's not man. That's got to be God's supernatural powers, correct? Also, there were several fa- phrases in the Old Testament uh, that were used uh, prior to Jesus using them. For instance, on the cross, Jesus says, as we know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And he also said, and into your hands, I commend my spirit. You know, these are phrases in the book that were already there before Jesus actually spoke them on the cross. Familiar statements as we're constantly groomed to accept Jesus. From start to finish, that book is all about one man. And we're groomed to believe in him. Groomed. Like a dirty, shaggy dog. Groomed. You know, you take him to pet places and you got to pay money to to have all that happen. Their nails, their hair, this, that, and the other thing. They're like a woman going to a beauty parlor, it seems. one, One day my dog went. And I guess one of the earlier times, he was so nervous getting groomed and whatever, he, he actually crapped on the sidewalk right in front of the building. Nah, that's not good. Got to clean that mess up with a plastic bag in your hand like that. Yuck. You got to really love your pets to do that, I guess, huh? But we're groomed without question. Everything foreshadows and talks about Jesus, his birth, his life, his death, and resurrection. And you got to tap into that. You know, that's there for us to understand and to read and, and to tell people about, like we're doing now. Yeah. Now, there's other prophecies in the book that didn't necessarily have anything to do with Jesus. Yeah, there were a bunch of them. For instance, Jezebel, Jezebel's death. We know about Jezebel. It was said that dogs shall devour Jezebel at the confines of Jezreel so that no one can bury her. And as we know, Jezebel later on, years from that point when it was said in the Bible, she was thrown out the window and dogs ate her. They ate her. Yeah, pretty gross, gross, gross situation. I guess the dogs, they left her skull, feet, and hands. Now, why did they, why did they do that? I'm wondering. And they don't like uh, skull, feet, and hands? I guess the feet and hands, there's really not much meat on there, right? And they got these tiny connective bones. Yeah, the dog can eat them up and get them caught in their throat and choke on them. So maybe that's why they don't eat them. Unlike those big arm and leg bones. Yeah, dogs love that. Yeah, you'd know on that for a month if you were a dog. Yeah, Christmas came early. I used to have Father's Day picnics at my dad's house. And he would make these gigantic steaks. On the bone there. And afterwards, I collected all the bones, put them in a bag, and brought them home for my dog. Uh, you know, he, they lived like 10 miles away from where we were at. 
And I'm telling you, my dog smelled smelled it from 10 miles away. When I came home with a bag, he was jumping up and down to the moon. He knew what was coming for, I don't know how he knew, but he knew. And he devoured those things, eating that marrow. Eh. He enjoyed those picnics more than I did. And I loved them. The flat bones connected to the leg bone. The leg bones connected to the knee bone. The knee bones connected to the thigh bone. Doing the skeleton dance. And dogs will eat them all. They'll eat all those bones. Evidently not the hands and feet. To the hip bone. The hip bones connected to the Now, the skull was a different thing. I don't know why the dogs didn't eat the skull. I mean, did they suck the brain out of that before it just laid on the on the ground, uh, forgotten? I mean, in a skull, don't you have... I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'd like an explanation, though. Did they crack it open and, and eat what's inside the brain? I mean, dogs don't know. The dogs smell food inside that cranium, right? So, I mean, there's holes in there for the nose and ears. Did they get a straw and suck out the brain of the skull and then left the skull there? I don't, but the skull is bone. They would eat that. That's what I don't understand. Or is it cartilage? When you're born, it's cartilage. But then it, it hardens into a bone. Uh, I'm going to have to do some investigation on that. The skull, the feet, the hands, huh? Anyway, there's other prophecies, one involving Cyrus, the Persian pagan king. And he did God's bidding. It says, I say of Cyrus, my shepherd who fulfills my every wish, he shall say of Jerusalem, let her be built, and of the temple, let its foundation be laid. Now, the Cyrus, the Persian king, he let everybody come back to Jerusalem and to rebuild the temple. Now, how unlikely is that? How did they know that he was going to do that? And this prophecy was written long before he was even born. And the temple, it wasn't even destroyed yet. It was still there. And he's talking about uh, the temple and and getting it rebuilt at the time that he wrote, that this was written, people are saying, what are you talking about? The temple's still here. It doesn't need to be rebuilt. Your, your brain might need to be rebuilt. Uh, this doesn't make sense to us. But as history proves, it was accurate. You know, they, they, they look cross-eyed at the prophet for writing these things and saying these things because they look around and it just doesn't make sense. But nevertheless, it happens. Where do you go for natural products for healthy living? The best place in the Lehigh Valley is Queen's Nutritional Products. Products that make our bodies run at their very best. For infants, kids and teenagers, young and older adults, and even for our pets. What we eat makes a world of difference on how we feel from day to day as we relax, reduce stress and fat, and promote longevity. We need more and more to replace foods containing artificial dyes, additives, and preservatives. For example, Queen's healthy herbal and organic foods, grains, dried fruits and nuts, which are roasted fresh on site. And certainly, don't forget about all the vitamin supplements, also available at great prices. 
Queen's Nutritional Products is located on Pennsylvania Avenue, right on the borderline of Allentown and Bethlehem. Drop by Queen's seven days a week or call 610-691-6644. Hi, this is Gerard from Relic Hunter Firing Line. We'd love to see you in here. We want you to learn how to shoot your gun so you can carry it safely. We have a 12-lane indoor shooting range. We have training classes. We have the largest gun selection in the Lehigh Valley. And our goal is to make you safe so you can carry your gun every day and be safe in your home. We support the Second Amendment, and we also support Robert's show. We're located at 4671 Egypt Road, Copley, PA, 18037, just north on 145. We have training for the beginner or the experienced shooter with all types of classes and experienced trainers on hand that are NRA certified. If you're looking for any sort of hard-to-get firearm, we probably have it. We also have gunsmithing services. And anything else Second Amendment or gun-related you can think of, we consider ourselves a Second Amendment amusement park. We hope to see you at Relic Hunter Firing Line. Hey, this is Don't Bring Up God. My name is Robert. I'm here with the board guy. Hey, no calls today. Yep, another no-call zone day or morning. That's just the way it has to be. Don't forget, don'tbringupgod.com. Go to the podcast anytime you want. Any time of the day is just waiting for you. Have some chuckles on me. As you repeat the show, the program. What else was I going to say? Ah, uh, who knows? I forgot. Too bad. So we're talking about prophecies. Prophecies. Now, very important in the Bible. It, it sets the Bible apart from every, any other book because of the prophecies. And some of these, like Jezebel and Cyrus and some of the predictions about Jesus, some of them are like incredibly unlikely, totally unlikely to happen. You know, it would be more likely that I would predict that a big fat robin in my backyard would build a nest, have four babies, one die, one fall on the ground and be eaten by a cat, and the other two grow up to crap on my windshield twice a day for the rest of their lives. Now, it would be more likely that that happens than all the prophecies in the Bible happening. The odds of these Bible prophecies, you know, coming true, it's just astronomical. But it all happened. And those prophecies, as I said earlier, yet unfilled, will be filled in the future. Now, other prophecies, you talk about Samson. Samson was predicted to take down the Philistines, very instrumental in taking them down. Although Samson... He was a bit of a young stud with his long hair. He was uh, pretty much more of a modern-day Rambo, if you will, chasing women, it seemed. Uh, He wasn't exactly taking down God's commands by the letter. But it nevertheless came to pass that he did destroy the Philistines by splitting the temple open. He was in between the two pillars and pushed them over, and everything collapsed on them, and many of their leaders and so forth died and perished and set them back in the wartime zone and situation at the, at the present time. You see, if God intends for you to complete a particular task, then that's exactly what you're going to do, one way or the other, whether you're a believer or whether you're not. 
The book says, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. Now, God, God always has the ultimate say. Do you know that? Or do you still think you have the ultimate say? Is that funny or what? Come on. If you live past the age of 24 and, and even earlier, you got to realize it doesn't roll the way you want it. If you had the attitude that most things don't work out the way you want, you'd be so much better off. You'd be mentally prepared for that when it does come. Because you think it's totally your way all the time, and you're stubborn about it, and each time it's not your way, what do you do? You pout, you get angry, you complain, and you go through that whole process all over again. But if you start your day saying, hey, I want to do like these four or five things, and I'm going to try my best because I think it's important and it's the thing to do and blah, blah, blah. If you get one of those five things to, to come out the way you want, be happy with that. And if the other four don't, then just roll with the punches. You don't call the shots. That's all I'm saying. So the, the Lord's plans stand forever. Plans, as I said a couple weeks ago, maybe last week, one of those weeks, the plans of the Lord that give us all a future and a hope. These plans are the best plans you could ever imagine and come up with. You're not going to come up with them on your own. On your own, no. You'll end up homeless looking for food in a dumpster. Not that that's bad, necessarily. (laughs) But the idea is God's plan works for you. And it's all about you meeting your maximum potential in this life and the next. Don't, Don't forget about the next life. The after party, as I say. Yeah, the after party. The afterlife. That's why we're here. We're like, in, on earth, we're just like renting a hotel until we go back home and when you go on vacation. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you rent a hotel, you know, you're not going to decorate it and you're not going to buy things for the hotel room, are you? Because you're not going to be there that long. You're going back home. It's the same principle. Actually, my brother Joey told me this one. I don't wonder if he thought it up or... He's copying somebody. But I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he thought this up. That just like on vacation, a hotel room, you don't buy stuff for it. You don't really care about it, to tell you the truth. But you respect the hotel room and you enjoy it and so forth. But you're going back home. Same with us. We're, we're down here renting our hotel room and we'll go home one day to heaven. Get that through your big heads. You'll be better off. I'm just saying. So biblical prophecy also predicted historical wars and wars and consequences and empires that came and went. So many wars back there in the Old Testament. And I'm not really fond of that. Wars and battling and people dying and getting killed by the thousands back and forth, back and forth. But it's the same thing going on now especially in the 20th century and the 1900s. Are you kidding me? People dying left and right. But yet, for some reason, the atheists claim that we don't need God. A lot of those rulers that killed millions were godless people. Well, doesn't that tell you anything? 
Uh, well, there's words and labels for that. The human side, I don't know. I don't pay attention to the labels. They're sickening. Ah, sickening word. But, uh, you know, the, the, those leaders were, were, uh, were uh, nasty, godless people. And look what happened. But according to atheists and other people, oh, we can guide ourselves. We have the rudder to the ship. We have our inner moral self that will take care of us and families and others, and we'll be so nice about it. No, we won't. Look around you with the deaths and rapes and killing and persecution, suppression of people by governments all over the world. It is nasty. But again, if you're not going to acknowledge that and stay in your little cubicle in your house and not look out your window, you'll never know that. You'll be oblivious. You know, that ignorance is bliss thing. That's true to a certain extent. You know what I'm saying? All right, where was I? Oh, the prophecies. Ah, yeah, they're all over the place. Isaiah had a bunch of them. He predicted the rise of Babylon and the fall of Judah a hundred years prior to it happening. How's that possible? Go ahead, try to predict something in, in today. Go ahead, predict something that's going to happen. It won't. Jeremiah, another prophet back then, Jeremiah, he prophesied the fall of Babylon. And then you got Daniel. A lot of good stuff in Daniel. All these prophets telling you what's, it, what's to come. Telling the people of the time what's to come. Daniel illustrated the sequence of empires to come, which was Babylonian, the Persian Empire, the Greek Empire, and Roman Empire. And he was correct in that order. And ultimately, of course, God's kingdom will rule in the end. Daniel came up with this statue figure and illustration, which was gold, silver, bronze. I wonder if the Olympics ripped them off. You know, for first, second, and third place, gold, silver, and bronze. Now they could have. Hey, copyright infringement. Yeah, that's what that sounds like. Another prophecy in the Bible, one of a thousand. You got Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, try to spell that one. Nebuchadnezzar with two Zs. It was prophesied that he would defeat the city of Tyre. Tyre, Tyre. I said that three times before I got it out. Tyre, I believe it's called. And that city was a huge wall, walled up fortress, fortified fortress of a city. And people said, you're crazy. What did he say? Somebody's going to defeat them? That's never going to happen. It's impossible. But it did. Another prophecy was Cyrus and, and the Persians, that they would defeat Babylon and, and again, people said, no way. The Babylonian Empire was, were the kings, man. They were the king in a castle there for, for quite a while. And I guess, I think it was this, that Cyrus and the Persians, they used the Euphrates River, which went underneath the walls of the city of Babylon there, uh, with all their armies and so forth. They, 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 they took this river, Cyrus and the Persians did, and they misdirected the water. They dug, they dug whatever, and the water went off to the side, so there was no more water in the riverbed. And what they did is they walked that underneath the walls of the city and, and defeated the Babylonian people. Wow, that was amazing. Underneath those big walls 
And they never knew what hit them. Very clever, I must say. Walls, I mean, over history, walls were always needed, including now the Trump wall. Is that what it's going to be referred to forever? Uh, The Democrats will love that. The Trump wall. It's necessary. Stop fighting about it. Let it go. I'm making an issue out of everything. Knock it off. Now, what you should make an issue of are the walls along the highway, those sound walls that go on for miles and miles and miles. Big, thick, heavy walls along the highway uh, to, to block the sound. That, that's, that's insane to me. To me, that's a luxury that we can't afford. That's expensive. Millions and billions of dollars there. Did we vote for those stupid walls? That money could be going for something more important. But no, you need these sound walls. It sounds like a scam to me. Somebody's getting rich off it. And then people people say, well, you need them because there's houses behind her. Well, if you don't like the noise, just don't live there. Too bad. Why should we all suffer? And, and, and I got news for you. I lived on a busy street with motorcycles and truckers. You get used to the noise. You know, it takes a couple weeks and you'll be sleeping like a baby. You won't even hear them. What's the big deal? And instead of the stupid walls, you can plant those big trees. Those big hedges, trees that get real tall and stuff. You'd be surprised how much trees block sound. Do that. And then these walls, what they're doing, they're spending even more money decorating them. Like in Arizona, they'll put like little lizards on them. And Florida, they'll put dolphins on them. Soon in Vegas, they're going to put roulette wheels and hookers on them. Yeah, they're crazy. Who's paying for all that? We are. I don't want to pay for that. Somebody's got to do something about that. So prophecies, very important in the Bible. One of the greatest ones of all is says he surrendered himself to death, Jesus, and was counted among the wicked, and he shall take away the sins of many and win pardon for their sins. Taking away our sins, and we get a pardon. Imagine that. And that only works one way. That's through Jesus. Get to know him. Read about him. And hey, all roads lead back to God. Tyler, we love you. We'll see you again. Right.